Welcome to Sophisticated Mom, and I'm your host, Dr. Sophia, the creator of the Christian lifestyle blog, SophisticatedMom.com. I will break down faith-based advice and make it applicable and relatable to help you on your journey on this thing we call life. You'll learn everything you need to know on how to become the master of your own destiny. If you say that you're going to wait on the Lord, the word wait can be a little deceptive in the sense that it implies that you do not do anything. But I can tell you for those who wait on the Lord typically do get results. Yes, you are waiting for the Lord, but you do have to do something while you wait. And that is what this blog is going to teach you. But first, if you're waiting on God because you're single, then you can check out my video down below because I know so many women are waiting on the Lord for a relationship. It's called Single and Waiting on God, Five Things That You Must Do. Don't forget to watch the video down below and you can click the link down below to also subscribe to my YouTube channel. So number one, wait with expectancy. When you choose to wait on the Lord, that means waiting with expectancy. Expectancy is a verb, in my opinion. It means that you are doing something. That something may be an action or that something may even be feeling. Waiting on the Lord does not mean that you just sit and wait feeling depressed or wondering when your breakthrough will come through. Waiting is also a verb, meaning that this is something that you should actively do. If, for example, you say that you're waiting on the Lord for a breakthrough but every day you doubt or sad, and you are just walking through life thinking that maybe something might kind of happen, but you really don't know, then you're not waiting on the Lord, but you're wishing upon a star. And that maybe you are hoping that God maybe will show up on your behalf. And to you, I say, you lack faith. Number two, for those who wait on the Lord Bible verse, now faith is assurance, title, deed, confirmation of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed, and the evidence of things not seen, the conviction of their reality. Faith comprehends as fact what we cannot be experienced by the physical senses. Hebrews 11.1 1. Waiting, faith, expectancy, all of it goes hand in hand in the sense that you are waiting without a shadow of a doubt, that something is going to happen and you are going to behave as such, believing with all of your heart that at any given time, the Lord is going to come in with what you've been waiting for. It will not be a surprise to you because it is something that you expected to happen. Just like you know your birthday is going to come every year or Christmas or even the vacation you have been planning to take, you do not just sit and wait on these things feeling depressed as you think about them. You wait with expectancy. You wait with anticipation that these things are coming. Not because you doubt that they are coming, but because you know that they are. And as the holidays grow near, you become more and more excited because you expected it. Now I know what you may be thinking, that it's much easier to wait for a day, and of course it is, because waiting on a specific day is knowing exactly when the day is going to happen, and on the Lord is different because you have no idea when what you're waiting for is going to happen. You may have been waiting for a while now. You may have been waiting for years, months, and you may be getting very weary and you're tired of waiting. And you do not want to hear that you need to wait like any day now what you are waiting for is going to come. Because I get it. T with time comes weariness and weariness comes doubt. But that is what this post is for. Number three, when you wait, you don't have doubt. Because you lack so little faith, truly I tell you, if you have the faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will be moved. Nothing will be impossible to you. Matthew seventeen twenty, Meaning that if you believe that something will happen and you, and you are expecting something to happen, then it is going to happen. But if you don't have faith that something will happen, then you're standing in your own way. As much as I believe in God, I can say that even I'm a huge doubter at times and it's not always intentional. A lot of the times I talk myself out of something or say if it was going to happen or belittle what I want so that when it does not happen, I won't be disappointed. 
But do you see that even setting myself up in this way of not being disappointment is really an indirect way of not having faith, of not waiting with expectancy, and doubting that God can do what he said that he could do. Therefore, remove any negative thinking, which I have a separate blog post on, and you can click the link down below on that, as well as words, from your thoughts and from your mouth. Because that is the same as speaking down to your own destiny and you could be keeping yourself from getting what you are waiting for. Even if you feel like you are doing it to protect yourself, you're really just holding your blessing back. Also, check out my video down below, How Complaining is Blocking Your Blessing. Number four, don't get caught up in what you see. To prove this point, I want to first tell you a story and the story comes from 1 Kings chapter 17 and it is about the widow of Zarephath. The widow of Zarephath was a single mom, which I have a separate blog post on her story that you can click the link down below to read. And her and her son did not have any food because of the drought and they're about to die, like as in literally. But while she was preparing for her death, little did she know that God has sent a prophet Elijah to her. But she said, as the Lord your God lives, I have no bread, only a handful of flour in the bowl and a little oil in the jar. See, I am gathering a few sticks so that I might go in and bake it for me and my son so that we may eat our last meal and we may die. First Kings seventeen twelve. My point is, is that the widow was literally about to die. All the while, God was sending someone to rescue her. She didn't know it. She didn't see it. Not until Elijah showed up. And because Elijah showed up, that ended all of her worries. From one day she was about to die, the next day she had food that was not going to run out. Elijah said to her, do not fear and go as you do as you have said. Just make me a little bread from the first and bring it out to me. And afterward, you may make one for yourself and for your son. For this is what the Lord of God of Israel says. The bowl of flour shall not be exhausted, nor shall the jar of oil be empty until the day that the Lord sends rain again on the face of the earth. She went and did as Elijah said, and she and he and her household ate for many days. The bowl of flour was not exhausted, nor did the jar of oil become empty, in accordance with the word of the Lord, which he spoke through Elijah. First Kings 17, 143-16 So don't get caught up in what you don't see. In the widow's reality, there was no food. There was a drought, no way to grow food, and, and everything around her was telling her that she was going to die. But what she could not see was that what God was doing for her was sending someone who could save her and solve her issues right then and there. Also check out my video below on how to choose faith over fear. Number five, what's my point? My point is that when you are waiting on the Lord, you have to believe that something is happening somewhere and that any single day now, at any single moment, what you are waiting for is going to show up and it doesn't matter who, what, where, when, or why, or how something is going to come through and fulfill the promise that God has given to you. And that God is working behind the scenes right now to make it happen, even if you have no idea whatsoever what he's doing. Number six, when you wait on the Lord is between you and the Lord. Even if you are waiting on the Lord for something and waiting with expectancy, sometimes you just need to keep things to yourself. Sometimes you need to stop telling any and everybody your moves, what you're doing, and what God is telling you and how long you've been waiting. Sometimes you just need to keep it between God and you. Telling people too much can ruin your wait with God and it may cause them to try to interfere in God's plan or even try to speak down to you and that will in turn get you to be discouraged. For example, let's go through the story of Joseph. The biggest mistake that Joseph made was running his freaking mouth. Joseph was 17 years old and he had a dream that he was going to rule over his father and his brothers. In fact, he had two dreams and he told his family about his dreams twice and you can imagine that that just pissed off his brothers. 
Joseph had a dream, and when he told his brothers, they hated him all the more. He said to them, Listen to this dream that I had. We were binding sheaves of grain in the field when suddenly my sheaf rose and stood upright while your sheaves gathered around mine bowed down to it. The brothers said to him, Do you intend to reign over us? Will you actually rule us? And they hated him all the more because of his dream and because of what he said. Genesis 37, 5-8 And this is the reason why his brother sold his behind into slavery, because he was too busy running his mouth. Sometimes you just need to wait in peace, wait in silence, and not let everyone know what you're doing. Your weight on the Lord is your weight and not everyone else's. Talk to God about it and allow it to be a season between you and him. Allow God to guide you along the way, not between you, God, and everyone else under the sun. Also, check out my video down below where I talk more on sometimes it's best to keep your dreams to yourself. Number seven, for those who wait on the Lord, waiting with expectancy doesn't mean being stagnant. It means doing something. As I said before, wait is a verb and you are always doing and even if you are not physically doing, faith is still you doing something. And sometimes while you wait, there are times that you're supposed to be physically doing something. Nothing comes for free. To whom much is given, much is required, which I have a separate blog post on that you can read down below. And oftentimes while you're waiting, God is requiring you to do something. Not just sit there and expect for the miracle to drop out of the sky with little to no effort on your part. Meet God halfway. What can you do to put yourself in a better position to get what you're waiting for? Like Esther, she went through the proper preparation of beauty treatments before she went before the king. Before young woman's turn came to see King Xerxes, she had to complete 12 months of beauty treatments prescribed for the women, six months with oil and myrrh, and six months with perfume and cosmetics. And this is how she would go to the king. Esther 2, 12 through 13. Esther may have expected to be queen, but surely she needed to look like a queen first, which I have a separate blog post on, and you can click the link down below to read that. Or even with Ruth and Boaz, before she went into the field of Boaz, she said, and Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, let me go to the fields and pick up the leftover grain behind anyone on whose eyes I find favor. Ruth 2.2 Ruth already had it in her mind that she was going to find favor with someone when she went out to work. But in order to get what she was believing God for, she needed to get up and go out into the field. She could not wait in her house. It required her to get up and do something. How can God do for you what you are waiting on him for if you're not in a position to be blessed? If you're waiting, watching, and the most important thing you have going on in your life is waiting and watching the minute hand on the clock, then you need to get up and start doing something. Expect what you want is going to come through, but also I know that when you choose to wait on the Lord, it can be frustrating, but know that God is not a liar and if he spoke it into your spirit, then it's going to happen. Don't doubt. Don't get frustrated. Just expect it. That's it. If you know someone who may need to read this post, then go ahead and share it with them and also consider picking up my Christian Manifestation Guide ebook with Bible verses and affirmations to help you stay in a positive mindset even if you're waiting on the Lord. You can click the link down below to buy.